What is up, everybody? It is Sunday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Paul Zartman, joined by my co-host this week, Austin the Shep Shepherd, who says Sunday fun day times two. Who does not love a Sunday fun day? Um, apparently that so-called KOP predictions champion who, you know, hasn't shown up in the last two weeks. He's a part-timer now. Yeah, well, this week I'll give him a bye because it's his wife's birthday. Yeah. And, and this is their first anniversary. So I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a bye. But next year, oh, if he doesn't show up because of this reason, it's going to be ugly. Well, and let's not forget he wasn't here last weekend because they were celebrating his birthday. Yeah, he was down at uh, Hogan's Beach Shop. Yeah, marking out. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I thought like I thought Hogan is normally there, but I guess not. So. I guess not. That that's only for special events. Special events. There you go. Yeah. P- a PLEs. PLEs. Yes. PLEs, as they call them nowadays. Yes. Uh, Majin already hitting us right off the bat with comments. He says, if he misses another week, he should be stripped of the title as a champion. You must show up for duty. That's a great comment. And then he says, ha ha. I said, duty. <laughs> wow. You're not, we're not supposed to laugh at that, right? Sure. We are cheap. I mean, what was it like two weeks ago? Was butthole. You can't, you can't not laugh at butthole, right? Yeah. 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 So Shep, uh, you teased that you would possibly be trying something new this week. So, so what are we drinking? I did, but I'm pretty sure this is an old, an old review. Like back when I lived in the old house and you had the old uh, Chevy bow tie behind me. Yeah. We um, forget about those days. I mean, this is like a year ago, but we're going to have a little, uh, high noon. Oh man. All pineapple. Right. High noon pineapple. Uh, it sounds oh, really good. It sounds nice and crisp. So, so my boy, my boy John Daly, like he's he's my guy. He's he's the goat. He came out last week and he's got his own uh, brand of vodka sodas or vodka juices or whatever you call it, and it's called Good Boy Vodka. And okay, we have not. We have them in the state. We have them in Indiana, but we don't have like his flavor yet. So he, he goes on social media last week, and he, he calls out El Presidente, old Dave Portnoy. Ooh. And I'm stuck in the middle of a heartbreak because I love Dave Portnoy. I love John Daly. Like, if you, if you could say, hey, pick two guys to go drink and play golf with for the next weekend, I mean – both of those guys are going to be right there. Like, play golf and drink with Dave Portney and, and John Daly. Like, how, how can you go wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, John Daly, put High Noon on, on. Uh, he put him up there. Uh, luckily, my boy Dave didn't respond. Just let it go, which I love. It's classy. Both those guys are million bucks. But tonight, anyways, back to I got on a first rabbit hole tonight, right? It only took, you know, a minute and a half to get started. It did. It did. So we're going to have a little high noon. We got some pineapple. One of the best high noons there is is pineapple. And uh, cheers, everybody out there in uh, Twitter world, X world, whatever the hell you call it, YouTube world, um, TikTok world, or 
Are we on? Are we on TikTok? Uh, no, Tanner uh, is not a fan of the Tiki Taki yet. The Tiki Taki, yeah, yeah. It's but that's a bunch of fucking Chinese people anyway. So fuck them, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta get to the photo. <laughs> well, are we gonna talk about the Chinese people because that's anyways, that's that's a whole other rabbit hole, Paul. Anyways, here, cheers, salute, love you guys. Besides the Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> Majin says he's drinking uh, Crown Peach Ooh Ask Majin Have you had the new Crown Blackberry mm. I heard um, My wife works with somebody Who just got some and he says it's really good Crown Blackberry And lemonade I heard is like The goat That's that's what I've heard too Yeah. Now the Crown Peach that Majin's drinking Oh Little crown and club soda, you can drink. I can drink that all day long. Yeah, yeah. But hey, Paul, do you have any AEW wrestling this week? Uh, we did, and um, we're gonna get to it. I was just gonna. Okay, ask sorry, you. sorry, I, I was rushing you. Good. Is it good? <laughs> Your drink. Is it good? Oh, oh, my drink. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. All right. And uh, for anybody who's watching us live right now and happens to see behind Shep, he is currently watching uh, WWE Rivals on the A&E Network. It is. It is, that on, is, it is the, on that ground. The Rock and uh, Triple H new season dropping tonight. So, And before this, go. right before this, it was The uh, it was the Rock and, and Stone Cold. And, yeah. Man, a lot of, lot of good memories there, boy. I'll tell you yes. that. Yeah, and we could uh, probably do a whole show about the show that's going on behind you, but I digress into Dynamite. Dynamite. I love Dynamite this week. I really did. I did, too. Uh, I'm I'm stuck between two shows, so. Uh, and we kick off Dynamite this week with FTR versus BCC's Claudio and Moxley. Um this was a much better match than I thought it was going to be ended in a time limit draw, uh, which I was hoping would set up for a uh, revolution match, which they go backstage afterwards and FTR challenges them to it after everybody spills out of the locker room to break these guys up. That, that was the only part I didn't like. Um, I felt like these two, these four guys, um, if you're going to have them do a, a brawl at the end, I don't think you can have this enhancement talents come in the back and, and, and do that. So, yeah. Uh, Darby ah. Allen fan on YouTube says uh, the Shep might have a drinking problem, but seems like a solid <laughs> dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that in a good way. I think Darby Allen fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh Majin's agreeing. He didn't like it because they just did another one of those a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where I, the match I, ended I, and everybody just brawled. I feel like if you have uh talent coming out of the back, like I don't like that. I I'd rather have the security guards around the ring, the guys that we see every week, you know, go in there and and, and break it up. So that was the only yes. uh, other than that, match was good. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, love the uh, uh, draw finish, the time limit finish. Love that. Just didn't love the 
other guys coming out of the backstage to try to break these four guys up, which not going to happen. Yeah. No. These guys were ready to go for an all-out fight. Yeah. Uh, up next, we got the Orange Cassidy and Mike Bennett for the AEW International Championship. Uh, we knew Orange was going to pick up the victory here this close to Revolution. Uh, but post-match, Taven and Strong hit the ring and attack the champion until Jake Hager hits the ring and cleans house. I was surprised Jake Hager made the save. I like my hat. I like that hat. I like my hat. Um, we haven't seen him in a while. No. And uh, he came out looking strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like Jake Hager to a point. I don't feel like he's a lead role, but I think he's awesome in a in a faction. Like he's a great um support cast in a faction. Um he can go in the ring, but I don't I don't think he's, he can have have him as a lead role. No. He's good in singles competition, but you can't put him in a main storyline and he needs a mouthpiece. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. Uh, right now, his big thing is I love the hat. You know, he's he's been playing the uh, purple hat for a while, and obviously that came back this week. So, yeah, yeah, that's his gimmick. Let him go. Backstage, Angelo Parker, Ruby Soho are shown heading out on their date. A vehicle pulls up, and uh, Ruby asks, "Is that ours?" and Angelo says, no, we're, we're Ubered over here. And Ric Flair gets out of the vehicle. Eventually. Eventually. Uh, good segment. I love the uh, Ruby Soho and Cool Hand Luke right now. I think that's a good little storyline. Um, it, it put a little cherry on the top when they said, is this our vehicle? When this you know fancy SUV pulls up. And cool. And I was like, nah, this, no, this is not our, no. it's not our Uber. Um, and then obviously Flair gets out, which is, which is awesome. It's perfect for Flair. So, uh, love the yeah. segment. I, I think it's, I think those two, I'm talking about Ruby and, and cool and Luke. I, I think they can have some really entertaining segments down the road and, um, you know, see a feud with, with, you know, maybe a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Intergendered tag match, you know, down the road. Yep. Um, once Flair gets out of his vehicle, we see him backstage. He says he's disappointed. He thought he would be a bigger part of the project and be more involved. He thinks he should be in the middle of everything, so he's going to explore some options. He's then shown knocking on the Young Bucks door as he goes into their room. He'll turn from Flair right before Revolution? Well, I mean, if you look at Sting and Flair during the whole WCW, they were never on the same page, right? You know, it was nope. always heel, heel and face. So uh, maybe, maybe Flair cost Sting one last time. That's kind of where I'm leading. Yeah, um, and I, I, don't, I don't. I hope it's not that. I, I, I feel like Sting's gonna want to do this the old-fashioned way, like. Let's have a great match, but I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the territory. So I'm gonna take the clean pin, my raw out of the ring, and I'm done. Like I'm gonna take the true retirement of a professional wrestler. 
So I really think Sting's pushing for that. And and I, I was just going to say, I, I watched Collision this morning, actually. Did you ever think of February of 2024, da- uh, Daddy Ass and Sting would have <laughs> some type of gold in their hands? <laughs> no. No. You couldn't have. You could have handed me a lottery ticket with the winning numbers, and yeah. I would have believed that over this. That would have been a hell of a parlay. If there, if there was any sports book that would take that parlay of, like, let's see, we're sitting in 2013, let's say, 2013, and you say Daddy Ass and Sting are going to hold gold in the same um, company. company on the same television show or production or whatever you want to say. And and say a dollar pay you $20,000. I probably wouldn't have bet my dollar. No. No. And I love to gamble. I have kind of a gambling problem. But anyways, that's beside that's a whole other topic. If you have a gambling problem, Shep, there are phone numbers you can call. At 1-800 uh, actually this you know what? We're going to do this live on the air. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I love I love NASCAR, right? We love a little NASCAR. Yeah, I had, I had some entries today. Let's see, did any of those entries make any money? Oh fuck no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Wow, I had I had, I had one entry that didn't even get a hundred points. Hmm. You you want to know what that uh, that was the Ford? Uh, I did a Ford lineup. All Ford okay. drivers. Yeah. All you Ford All right. people, you suck. Ford's, Ford sucks. Um, my second yeah, one. Yeah, Chevy, man. I, yeah, but Ford sucks. They got me. They didn't even get me 100 points. Um, yeah, my Chevy lineup wasn't much better, but it was better. Uh, man, I suck at yeah, anyways. Okay, never mind. We won't talk about DraftKings. Let's keep on talking about Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, Tony Schiavone welcomes Daniel Garcia to the ring. Uh, you deserve it, chance start. And he says, you know, I never thought I would deserve it. Uh, I was getting down on myself. Then I got lucky and got three seconds, and those three seconds launched me into a whole nother direction. He says uh, if they wouldn't have been attacked last week, who knows how the match with him and Copeland would have gone, but he knows that he would have beat Copeland. And then he says they will face again down the road, but he will be TNT champion at the time. He says he's got a message for Christian. Christian comes out uh, with the whole patriarch, so you were happy to see Mother Wayne. She's looking awful snazzy. (laughs) Um. He starts talking about Garcia and how he doesn't want to hurt him. He wants to help him, blah, 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 like Christian normally does. He brings up um, Garcia's mom, says, would you happen to be related to Jackie Garcia? Gives an address, which fans went and Googled. This doesn't surprise me. Fans went and Googled this address. It's a cemetery. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So... She has apparently passed on. So has his dad, or his dad wasn't in his picture in the picture. So Christian says, I want to be your father. Uh Garcia says, Don't ever talk about my beautiful mother ever again. Then he sends Nick Wayne down after him. 
Um, as he's sending down Kill Switch, Daddy Magic runs in, hits Kill Switch with a chair. And uh, these two kind of brawl it out. Who is who's the biggest heel in AEW right now? <laughs> Christian Cage. Gotta be Christian Cage. And I would go as far as to say Christian is probably the best heel in the wrestling business right now. In America. In America. Okay, okay. I agree with you in AEW. Is he a bigger heel than The Rock right now? All right. Full-time wrestler. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, Rock, Rock's got some serious shit heat behind him right now. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, anyways, back to AEW. Uh, thought it was a great segment. I thought Christian delivered. Um, he is just that heel you want to hate. You want to kick him in his teeth. He's just that little shithead asshole, and I love it. Um, and I think he can keep riding this for a while. I don't, I don't think it has to end anytime soon. No. Majin says Christian Cage, period. Smojo is good and all, but he isn't going after other people's families. Yeah. And, and, and we always talk about it's professional wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. But when you can ever bring in the personal aspect, the, 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 the real aspect, you start talking about somebody's real-life family, like, they, they, they talked about the Briscoes back, you know, when, when that happened. Uh, you know, you talk about, you know, Nick Wayne's dad has passed. Then he he joined. He, he's, he's talked about Christian's dad. You know, it's everybody's dad. Like, it's personal. It's real. Um, just makes it even more better. I, is that even? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's like the worst awful grammar you can have more better, but it's more better. All right, it's even more better. Even more better. Yes, perfectly said. Love it. Um, <laughs> yes, Christian is killing it, and there's no signs of him slowing down either. No, I think I think we get Christian like this for the next year or two. Oh, absolutely. Uh, up next, Renee is shown backstage with Adam Page and his partners. He says. Tonight is full of opportunities for his partners to get revenge for their losses. The dude looks more like Magnum TA every freaking week with that mustache. And he was clean shaven in this promo, too, apart from the mustache, which made him look even more like him. It was aggressive mustache. I love it. If I if I could grow one, I would do it, but I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. So. Uh, this is about as good as mine gets. So well, you got you got the lower beard going on. I do. I do. But, but the upper beard, like I could do that too, but I just I can't grow anything up here. Yeah. I got this so. like right there in the middle. Nothing grows because it's so blonde you can't see it. It's so fine. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, uh yeah. Up next, uh, we get two back to back women's matches because Tony Khan listens to the Kicking Out podcast and he has heard Tanner beg every single week for two, three, four years now for two women's matches. And he finally did it. We got Tony Storm versus Sydney Winnell. Of course, Tony wins that one. And then we've got Deanna Peraza taking on Madison Rain. The Madison Rain Peraza match was pretty good, honestly. Right. 
right in that in Madison Rain is Deanna's um mentor, Teacher. correct? Yeah, yeah. trainer, yep. whatever you want to call her. Yep. Um, so I like that. I like I like the interaction between Tony Storm and, and Deanna coming down the ramp, even how they did the split screen. Thought that was great. Um the production was awesome behind that. So um I love this feud coming up to Revolution where we're going to get these two ladies. Um, and I really feel these two ladies could almost steal the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, post-match, uh, Storm returns to try to attack Perazzo, but gets dropped. Mariah May provides a distraction, and that allows Storm to lock in the break-a-leg submission. Uh, until the ref was calling in Luther to come in and try to break it up. Of course, we gotta have Luther. Luther, yeah. sorry, so Luther. Yeah, Luther. Yeah. And then that is that when Tony Storm decided just to cake on the lipstick all of a sudden. Oh, I, I don't know where. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That was that was that was a little that was a little different. A little different. It was, and it looked really bad in black and white. I'm just it, saying. It did. It did. No, I agree. With, no I agree with you on that one. No, thank you. Uh, up next, Darby Allen is shown in a video package showing some photographs of Sting and his sons. He points out it's Sting's flesh and blood, and family is all that matters. And if you didn't look, didn't see this segment, this was um, Wolfpack Sting back in WCW with the NWO Wolfpack. So you got the red and black, and when Sting came on, I was half expecting him to be in red and black paint. Uh, Sting says that is all that matters, and it strikes nerve because nobody has ever messed with his flesh and blood until now. There's been lots going on in his family lately. Sting reveals his father had passed away a week ago, adding that he's a hero to him. Makes him think of his own mortality as he used to feel invincible, but time catches up with everyone and it caught him. He knows he's not invincible, but he's bringing everything he has left in him to revolution and the young bucks have a fight on their hands. I thought that was a 9.8 out of 10 promo from Sting. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I was... I did. I expected the red and black, but we got the white and black, which was fine, too. But it was news to hear that Sting's dad passed away, and he's still there putting on entertainment. Yeah. That shows you that Sting's a true professional. Uh, up next, we got Wardlow, who comes out and admits he's pissed, says he's beaten the best in the world's ass, and it's so bad his body is still falling apart. He squashed someone who's better than everybody else, and we all know it, and he beat the biggest man in the room, Samoa Joe. Wardlow said he choked his ass out, beat him too, so he, what, he asked what that makes him. He says it sounds like he is the best in the world, it sounds like he's better than you and you know it, and it sounds like he's the most dangerous man in the room. Wardlow says he's the uncrowned king of AEW, and it's time he eats like one. Okay. It was a interesting promo. I like how we didn't uh, get mentions. We just got kind of assumptions. I mean, I feel like he took a shot at Punk, and he took a shot at C or, uh, MJF. Yep. 
which, which I love, Mm -hmm. you know, he's still in the United Kingdom in the faction, but he, if we're going to have a run with him, undisputed kingdom or undisputed kingdom, whatever it is, but, but how many times have we had a little bit of a push of warload and then it just fizzles out? You know, and I like how is he it, brought is that this, up. Is, that this, number, said, is so, this number three, right? Yep. And he even mentioned that. He goes, it feels like the rocket that was strapped to my back was put on upside down because I've just been buried. Yeah. So can, can he hang, though, in the main event picture? I think he could. Um I mean, this was, uh, even okay. Majin says it, this was probably the best Wardlow promo ever. Don't don't disagree with that, but uh, let's go let's go with the uh, main event category of MJF, Adam Cole, Swerve Strickland, Samoa Joe. Okay. Can, War, can Wardlow fit in those four? And, and, and it's an opinion question. There's no right or wrong answer here. Are we talking in ring abilities or are we talking no, no. overall? I, I think we're talking overall because uh, in ring, I think he can hang. Don't get me wrong. All right. I think I think it's the after fact. It's the mic work. Without a mouthpiece or better mic skills, no, he cannot. Okay, but I see that TK and and I like him too. Don't get me wrong. I see TK likes him and he's giving him a little bit of a push here. Okay, but with without a clear competitor right now, because he doesn't have one, right? You know, I don't. I don't think he can survive on his mic work. I really don't. Right now, um, I will say I felt that this was probably a scripted promo for him, uh, in the sense that he probably wrote it ahead of time and then kind of memorized it so that he wouldn't forget anything. Cause if he's just out there feeding off of other people, like a guy like MJF, who, you know, will not script his promos. He's even said that himself. Um, I don't think he can go as well. I don't think he would have, if he would have had somebody else out there with him, this promo would have fallen apart. But the fact that it was just kind of a self promo, go out there, talk about myself, I can write all this stuff down, memorize it, and nobody's going to be the wiser. Yeah. I think that's the only way it worked as well. For right now, yeah. And what you just described, it works right now. Uh, But it's all going to come down to uh, Adam getting healthy, and then all of a sudden, you know – Adam getting the belt or Warload getting the belt, then supposedly we have to hand it over to Adam. Um, it's, it's just a weird, weird little, you know, faction they got going right now with him in there. So, yeah. Even Majin says that's why for now he's in the group, though. He has Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Matt Taven to potentially be voice pieces for him. Yeah. And those I guys agree. can talk. Those guys can talk. 100% agree. Yep. Um, and then, of course, uh, it's announced as we get ready to head to the backstage that 
Wardlow's going to be in a meat mania match or something like that. I don't know. Something weird. Yeah. I don't know. That just sounds weird. It does. Because I was thinking to myself, well, I wouldn't call it that with a guy like Wardlow. But Don Callis references it when he's talking about Takeshka and Will Ospreay. Uh, Says Will Hobbs will hurt a lot of people. Meat madness. That's what he called it. Meat madness. I saw it in the notes there. I should have read ahead. <laughs> but Don Callis kind of promotes the this stuff. And we find out that Osprey is going to be on Dynamite. Yeah, Wednesday. next Wednesday. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I am too. I'm always a fan of uh, having Osprey join the brand. And then it was main event time. And, of course, I saw how this was going to go when I saw these group of people. As we have uh, Samojo, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage versus Adam Page, RVD, and Hook. No question in my mind, Joe, Strickland, and Cage would win it. And they did. And they did. Um, I thought this match could be absolutely awful. But I thought it, it surprised me. I thought it was a lot better than I thought. I, you know, above average um, rating that I would give it, even though we had RVD and Hook um, on the same team. Love both those guys. Um, Hook gets his his pop every time he, he comes out. Um, but just was, you know, obviously stacked up against him this week. So... It was it was a good main event, not a great main event, but it, it was is it better than normal? Like it, it beat the expectations I thought going into it. Let's put it that way. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, I guess that means we go to Friday night, don't we? Friday night rampage. Where which, you knew which, the result Thursday it, morning. Um, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I, I. Lo- How can you not like when you when you get up and you're drinking your coffee and just you know on your phone just getting ready for the day and you see this little link that says spoilers here. How do you not click it, man? Because uh, I don't have that app. It's on Google. It's on Cage Side Seats or whatever. Whatever. Because oh, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. See, I don't watch that stuff. But. um you talk about as you're having your coffee, getting ready for work, opening my phone. I open my phone to shut my alarm off, get up, get a shower, go to work, <laughs> sit down, drink my energy drink as I'm getting my uh, trading post prep ready. Ho- hopefully it's not woo woo energy because that no. Shit sucks. No. Okay. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think I still have like one or two of those somewhere here. <laughs> But yeah. no, thank you. Let, you. let let your wife have one. See how she see how she uh, she she finished the one that I tried on the podcast. Oh, she what said it was think? okay. She she said it was okay. She likes Red Bulls though, so it, and it kind of had that Red Bull taste to it. So she was okay with it. Okay, yeah. But she said, "Well, we're not buying any." <laughs> <laughs> Please don't don't buy any at all. No, no, it's not, it's not that good. 
Uh, so we start off Rampage with a trios trio match. I don't know the exact name of it, but uh, you had uh, Penta El Zero Miedo, Commander Brian Keith versus Private Party Matt Seidel versus Top Flight and Action Andretti. Penta, Commander, and Keith pick up the victory. They do, but how, how does storytelling here? Like how does how does those three fit together? I I I get two. I don't get Keith fitting in with Penta and Commander. Right. I like Keith. I like that he's so all. I. I like that he's all eaten now. Yeah. Nothing wrong with him, but he's a. He's not a luchador. So how do you throw him with how do you throw him with two luchadors? I, I guess that's because my I question. think they're just trying to throw people together to keep this trios alive until whatever is going on with Ray Fenix is taken care of. That is honestly what I feel like they're doing right now. Okay. Sure. I don't know. It's just it's my r- opinion. It's rampage. Yeah. Uh, we then head backstage to see the outcast stand by Renee Paquette. Soraya sends a message to Ruby Soho and announces that her brother Zodiac Zack Knight is now all elite. And I like this. I like this a lot. Um, if you ever watched the movie um, about Soraya fighting Page fighting with my family, um, the reason she ended up over here was because of her brother Mm -hmm. and they sent her brother home and, and she stayed and they kept her over her brother. Um, He went back to England. Um, I think he had some substance abuse problems that he got figured out and has made a comeback. Yeah. Became the most eligible bachelor in Norfolk. Norfolk. Yeah. And Seeing him on AEW television does not shock me. I thought his presence looked good. He looked mm-hmm. he looked like an ass beater, let's be honest. And you know, another guy you could throw into the uh intercontinental, I shouldn't say international international championship title reign. Um, you know, the TNT reign. He's he's one of those guys. Um so, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does here in the next couple of weeks. Majin says, I can't simp for Harley Cameron any more than I already do. She was rambling off how every member of Soraya's family was just hot. That He's hot. Odd. She's hot. Your mom's hot. Your dad's hot. I I saw that. Like, she was putting over Soraya's family, but then I thought it kind of got weird. It did. It did. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the the spray bottle and Soraya being like, don't worry, we're getting her fixed soon. So the spray bottle, mm-hmm. why would you, sp- I mean, you sprayed it in her mouth, trying on her face, but you know, you know, them ladies have 47 pounds of makeup on like, like what, what did that do there? It's supposed to insinuate when you spray your dog with water for misbehaving. Oh, okay. yes. Because she's just Soraya's puppy. So she's training her. Okay. 
So that's some weird. That's some weird kink BMS shit. I don't know. So. <laughs> BDSM. Yeah, BDSM. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Majin says uh, he wants to remind you that Soraya was looking like a meal herself, and then says, "Never mind, just a snack." Hey, I mean Majin, you got a little crush there, big dog. I mean, if you weren't paying attention, you would have thought that top was completely see-through. Okay, I mean... You didn't watch. I watched, but I guess I didn't pay that much attention to her. It was almost like a fishnet top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Majin Majin likes the tits, let's just be honest. Majin just likes (laughs) English women. Chin up, tits out, buddy. Good for you. Good Watch for out you. for the shoe. Watch out for the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, he I, says I just... Saray is my type. What can I say? Then you add Harley Carmen into the or Cameron into yeah. the mix. And oh boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Let's uh before before we get the, the uh uh completely uh explicit rating. For more than just language, let's head back ringside where the young bucks make their way down the ring and take on Cappuccino Jones and Johnny Lyons. <laughs> I love it, Cappuccino. Cappuccino. What a he even got the, he even got the chant from the crowd. Yes, the fans were chanting for Cappuccino. Cappuccino, right up to a... the point he took the TK driver, formerly what? known as the Meltzer driver. Yeah. I can't. Man, I, I want to shit on this because <laughs> like you, you can't change it. And I love Tony Khan. I think he's a nut, um, but I love the mind he has. Um, and the more I've gotten involved in wrestling over the last three years because of you guys, Dave Meltzer's a dipshit. So to give him a great finish sucks. So I can under I'm okay with this uh finisher name change. Yeah, fuck that guy. Look at that, look at that room. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, and that's why? clean. And that is clean. Okay. Why why? Why I though? Know. I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I know it's not your fault, Paul. It's not your fault. I'm just taking. I just it out. work here. <laughs> you just work here. <laughs> After the match, Nicholas grabs a mic and chews out the referee for calling him Nick instead of Nicholas. He tells him he'll be fine if he does it again. They call Shivani into the ring. Uh, Nicholas apologizes for tripping over his own shoe and falling into him. Um, when him and Matthew landed the EVP trigger. Um, Matthew hands him a $25 Amazon gift card, apologizing to him for their suits. And Shivani asks if they'll resent his fine. The Bucks refuse to do so. And Matthew tells Shivani about what him and Nicholas will do to Sting and Darby at AEW Revolution. He then sends a direct message to Sting. Nicholas and Matthew. Love, love, love the heel turn. Love it. Oh, I love the so good. Yeah, I love the new entrance they have. Mm-hmm. I love the attire they're wearing. I love the facial hair they're doing. It's awesome. 
I love that they give it, like you said, they give him the $25 gift card. He kind of asks about like the thousand dollar fine he got. And you're like, no, no <laughs> you still can't do that. You still got to pay that damn thing. But, um, but here's $25. But here's a 20, here's a $25 gift card. I love that they pulled out their own personal wallets and handed it over. It just yep. had a nice little touch. Really, really well done. Yes. And that means they wrestled with their wallets in. At least Matthew did. He did. He did. So that's talent. Just saying. Sure. <laughs> Back from break, Tony Schiavone speaks with Sammy Guevara. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs, Don Callis attack him. Hobbs tries to blindside him. Hobbs then uh, gets the advantage, turns him inside out with a clothesline. Follows it up with a pair of spine busters and the world's strongest slam. You skipped a lot in that match. A lot of, a lot of table that wasn't, No, that wasn't the match. This was Rampage still. Oh, Rampage. Oh, we were talking about Rampage. My bad. <laughs> yeah. My yeah we're not Saturday night yet, Shep. But damn it. Yeah, right. no. We're, we're not going to skip those spots. Those were some okay. hellacious spots. All right. My fault. Paul's right. I'm wrong. <laughs> You're a show ahead of me, but Hobbs yeah. and Guevara will go one-on-one at collision. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready for a collision. How about you? Uh, well, we got to get <laughs> through the rest of Rampage where we see Mariah May take on Anna Jay. Mariah May picks up the victory. I know you're not a big fan of some of the women matches. Um, this was a pretty good one. It was okay. Uh, I, I did watch Rampage. It was It was okay. I've it was on I, it was on four or five speed fast pace. Yeah, figured as much. Um Mariah May steals a kiss from Anna Jay in the middle of the match. Don't know if her and Perry are still together, but maybe she'll end up going to New Japan with him. Don't know. Then we head backstage and see Ruby Soho and Cool Hand Ange. Catch Renee Paquette up about how their date went. Soho then responds to Soraya's comments from earlier in the night and challenges her to meet face to face next week. Cool Hand Ange just leans over and goes, You're so hot when you're mad. I'm like, This is good shit right here. It is. I thought, I thought the two of them worked really, really well together. Yes. Yep. Uh, Head back to another commercial break. Go figure, right? Uh, back from break, we see Jake Hager and Hornsby make their way down to the ring. And the Undisputed Kingdom follows. Orange Cassidy shows up, throws the hat back to Jake Hager as we get a magical reunion. And then he says, I like this hat. I like or, this hat. Or I like this hat. It's perfect. Well... With it, I was trying to get his lisp in there. Little, little yeah, this, you got a little lisp. But this hat, yeah, yeah this yeah. hat. If um, I was, if I was six foot six and that size and had a little lisp, you guys would <laughs> probably make fun of me too. But that's okay. I make fun of you all the time. Actually, you guys don't know how tall I really am. No, I'm. How tall you think I am, Paul? Well, I know how tall I am. Oh, okay. And you're shorter than me. Damn it. Okay. But you're taller than Tanner. Oh, way taller than Tanner. Tanner's a 
Tanner's like five three. Tanner could work for the small person promotion out of Alabama. <laughs> you ever see those guys on TikTok and, and Instagram? Yeah. They're great. They're great. Micro, yeah. micro, whatever. Micro brawlers. Yeah, micro brawlers. Tanner could be. You ever catch them when they came to uh, town at the uh, local watering hole? Um, I did back in the day. I have some pictures. I could probably, I would show you personally, but I won't put them on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it was after a golf. Sh- it was a Thursday night too. It was after oh. a golf league because we took the whole golf league back to the uh, locally watering hole, as you would call it. And uh, it was interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. There was some locals that tried to get involved, uh, male and me. male and female, and the females mm-hmm. were interesting. Let's just say the most. So uh, it wasn't the micro wrestling you see on Instagram or TikTok no. nowadays. Those guys look uh, actually really entertaining. Um, and would actually like to see them in person. This was a uh, side side sideshow, mud show, shit show. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. And they were whatever. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Off of midget wrestling, Paul, let's go to the next. <laughs> Roger Strong picks up the win over Hager, by the way. He does. He does. And, and in case you or anybody was wondering uh and then it's collision time and where we kick it off with uh sammy Guevara and powerhouse hobbs in an odq match this is the match you just thought i was talking about i thought you i thought you were talking this match this match was uh a little bit over the top uh yeah um oh where is it I think it was Kevin Kelly that Hobbs gets his belt from. Uh, slaps, smacks, beats Sammy with Kelly's I do like, belt. I, I thought it was a really good spot there. I did too, because he's like, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't say it. I, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. And he's just, Hobbs is just like, give me your belt. Like, my belt? Give me your belt. <laughs> Nigel's like, sit down before your pants fall down. Um... Yeah, we got, what, three different table spots in yep. this? A ladder, holy shit chance. Um, that, oh. the, the, the last dive of Sammy was over the top. Like, I get what Sammy does. You know, he always does the, like, he, he rolls his, mm-hmm. his hand over his ear and kind of the, the, the psycho thing. And I get it as a little bit of his gimmick, but for him to do those, those table spots and then turn around and have Hobbs just pop up and, you know. Yeah. Kind of mm. no-sell him a little bit to the point. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get Sammy's got to get his spots in because Hobbs is oh, going yeah. over. And, He's got to get and, that ladder spot in. He's got to get that. Yeah. In, you know, try to try to make him look just as good as Hobbs, but I don't know. You know how I feel about bigs and smalls working together. So, mm-hmm. your favorite match of all time, Big Show, Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah. Next, <laughs> uh, followed up by um, um, the Great Kali versus Ray Mysterio Jr. Wait, that was Saturday too. 
No. Was it a Punjai prison match? <laughs> it was not a Punjabi prison match. Oh, um, oh, wait, wait, Tanner's not here. We can't make fun of him, can we? Yeah, but you know, I think it was you who shared to our text group about an upcoming match, or was it Tanner? It was Tanner Punjai prison. Punjabi. Yeah, and he was all about the pajami prison match. Pajami, pajami, Puntang. Yeah. Never mind. The pajama prison match. Yeah. We should probably change subjects right now. <laughs> uh, the, it, could get, it could get way worse. After going through multiple tables, multiple times, multiple beatdowns, uh, at one point I thought Sammy hit his head on the rail when Hobbs threw him into the fans, but apparently he hit his knee instead. Uh, but I went back and watched that. It looked like it was his head. No, I, I saw that. I saw exactly what you're saying. It was his knee. I, I mean, it's so close because he kind of curled himself up a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to tell. He came away holding his knee from that spot, but I'll I'll take I'll take the knee over the neck or head any day of the week. Though. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but uh, Powerhouse Hobbs delivers the world's strongest slam off the top rope through the table, covers Guevara, and gets the three count. Ah. Uh, luckily, there was no blood. Or concussions. Or concussions. <laughs> or concussions. Um, next, we head backstage. Moxley and Claudio are backstage. Moxley tells a story about how when Claudio first came to America, he walked 20 miles from the airport because he's a freak. Moxley says nobody can beat the two of them in a war of attrition. But they don't get paid by the hour, and the time limit draw is unsatisfactory. Moxley says FDR has pissed off the BCC, and they accept FDR's challenge for revolution. Moxley says they are the elite of the elite. Claudia lists all the legendary tag teams of the past. Claudia says FDR looks to the past, while BCC looks to the future. Creating the wrestling they want to see, Claudio challenges FDR to step into the future by going through the BCC. Moxley says that, says that can't be all FTR had in their time limit draw because it feels like he and Claudio never went through their entire arsenal. As they walk away, Claudio tells FTR to bring their whole bag of tricks because they'll need to. Up next, we've got FTR versus Shane Taylor promotions. This is one of the worst FTR matches I've seen. Oh and yeah. I, and I don't think it was FTR's fault. No. But pairing them up with these guys just just didn't work. It, to it me. didn't mesh. I couldn't I couldn't fast forward it enough. <laughs> right. Um and there was a couple of awkward spots. I did watch the match. I go back and watch the match. Um but there was some awkward spots between Dax and, and and Shane Taylor himself, and Shane Taylor's a big dude, and yeah, just I don't know, didn't mesh well. But nope, whatever. But yeah, fast forward it. And FTR. you never, you would never hear me say that on an FTR no. match, by the way. So no. Uh, Post match, FTR is on the mic. 
Wheeler says a few weeks ago, Moxley told them to step up and get stepped on. Wheeler says they're like a couple of cockroaches. It takes more than stepping on them to kill them. If BCC has anything to say them to them tonight, they know where FTR will be. I feel like that should have been done before the Claudio Moxley thing. But anyway, uh, your boy Dax takes the mic, references Moxley's promo about the past and history. That's not what it's all about. Dax says Moxley is the king in AEW. This is his castle. Harwood sees the BCC walk around the back and people cower out of fear. Dax says they're pissed off because FTR isn't scared of them. Dax has heard that to be a king, you have to kill the king. And at Revolution, we're coming for your head. Tap guys out. I thought good promotion or a good promo after the after the match. Um, yes. Set, setting up this match. Um at one point, I heard him talk about a street match, but the lo- the uh, logo came across that it's not; a, it's just a regular tag match. Yeah, um, which I'm okay with. I think that suits FTR better um, because if you had a street match, these four guys could really tear down the house with the street a true street match, not wow. the not the throwing the mustard in the face type bullshit in the back, you know, corridor. I'm talking to a true street match, true hardcore match, whatever. Um, now, remember, FTR put on some pretty good hardcore matches with the Briscoes. They they did, um, but but to call it a street match, and, and we always made a comment, or we always made a, a, a joke on this podcast. Whatever town they're in, it's a you know a, a insert fit. town street fight. Yeah. Um, and they would end up in the corridor, and they're they're throwing popcorn in each other's face, mustard, ketchup, hot dogs, glizzies, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Call it call it a hardcore match or whatever. Um, but a, but a true street fight. These guys come down, you know, in the blue jeans, um, kendo sticks. Uh, it, they take it in the back and. You know they're using chairs Some, and ta- chairs and tables and uh, throwing them up against the side of the semi. They're they're not throwing ketchup and mustard in their face. Is what I'm getting at. Right. And, right. and I think AEW in the past have has gotten really comfortable with those type of uh, matches. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime I hear street fight, uh, I go back a ways, and I think of. Um, I think it was Shawn Michaels gets dropped onto a freaking taxi cab in New York City in the middle of a street fight. Mm-hmm. You know, that so, spills out into the street. Yeah. Not just um, throughout the arena. That's a false that, count anywhere match. And I'm pretty sure when he got dropped on that, it was, it was not a General Motors product. So it's okay because it looked weak as shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think we got a little Chevrolet up there, don't we? We do, right above your head, yeah. right next to the two. Yeah. Um, I I want to go back here for a second, uh, because we're talking about street fights and stuff. Sammy and Hobbs's match. Sammy grabs a beer bottle, smashes it over Hobbs's head. Two of them. Two of them. They shatter like way too easily. Those were planted. There were no logos on them. Those had to have been plants. 
Oh, absolutely. If you look at the guy he took him from, um, I think he was a normal fan, and they came up to him and said, hey, you know, Sammy's hold these, hold these. Sammy's going to come get him for you. Like he, like he was a normal fan. And then all of a sudden he became a, a, a plant. Yeah. And I'm sure any normal fan would be like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Right. Like I would love to do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Those two bottles he hit Hobbs with were just obviously, I don't know. You can call them fake glass or fake Sugar bottles glass. or whatever, whatever you call them. Yeah. Um, and the second one, I thought the camera angle was uh, even better. And it looked like it just shattered. Like, just some true into, force. Yeah, millions and millions of pieces. So I thought the second one looked a lot better than the first. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, that should have been the one they stuck with. Uh, all right. Thunder Rosa versus Lady Bird Monroe. Weird name, but yeah, Thunder Rosa picks up the victory. I, I love Thunder a lot, but this match did absolutely nothing for me. Nope. Fast forward, I didn't the even shit. watch it. Uh, I gave it a couple minutes as I'm watching it this morning, and then I fast forwarded it. So, yeah, come back from commercial with uh, what has to be the first time I've ever seen, uh this happened actually i gotta get to something before i get to that i was trying to skip ahead uh we come back from commercial backstage where renee paquette interviews statlander nightingale and hathaway about their feud with julia hart and sky blue hathaway takes the mic first goes off the rails for a few before statlander challenges sky blue to a match next week wearing a good wrench jacket dale three for yeah, how do you not give her some bonus points for wearing the good Mr. Goodwrench jacket? Right. Like, if anybody that listens to this podcast like says, like, you guys are a bunch of dummies for saying that, like, you don't understand what Dale Earnhardt meant to the Midwest. So, just saying exactly. right now, Dale he's Earnhardt, a he's a fucking legend. He's a legend. Yep. Hope all you guys, all my, all my boys up in Canada... You better know what Dale Earnhardt is. If not, we're going to have some issues. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Steffi is an Earnhardt fan that listens to the podcast. Better be. So uh, we won't talk about Majin. He probably doesn't even know what NASCAR is. Oh, don't make, don't give him it. Give him a shot. Give him, give him a little bit of a hope. (laughs) He's a hockey guy. Remember? Marty McSwirley. Hey, funny story. Uh, I, ju- I, just Rabbit con- hole. I just confirmed my dates, uh, November 14th through 17th. I will be in Scottsdale, Arizona, playing in the NHL, NHL Coyotes uh, fundraiser, their booster club or whatever. And for the last couple of years, old Marty McShorley's been there so because he lives down there. So hopefully this November – I will uh, hook up with Marty and I'll get some, maybe some pictures. Maybe we'll do a little interview. I don't know. Maybe I'll take, yeah, maybe I'll take my microphone, my laptop. Maybe maybe we'll mm-hmm. sit there and talk to him. Well, because um, the 17th is a Sunday, so we would be podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. 
I will be out in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona for that. So, yeah, maybe I'll Majin just get maybe, maybe maybe I'll get a special guest. Yeah, Majin says, "Is it NASCAR where they just make another left turn?" Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Majin. Just a little background for me. Um, I love racing. Yes, asphalt racing is left turn, left turn. If you notice, all the memorabilia behind me is dirt racing. Yes. Um, where you turn right to go left. We can explain it to you later. Um, but uh, I'm more of a dirt racing fan uh, than asphalt racing fan. But guess what? We get more as- asphalt racing on television nowadays um, mm-hmm. because of guys like Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and, and uh, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson's my boy. He's a dirt racer. Actually, this is his wing right above me. Uh, number two is a Kyle Larson wing. Uh, he owned that car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. He says uh, he knows what NASCAR is. He's just never watched it. Well, maybe you should start. I'll tell you what. Next week, I don't know. Uh, they might be in Vegas next week, right? We're in Atlanta this week, Vegas next week. Maj, here's what I want you to do. Listen to me. Hear me out, bro. I want you to wake up on a Sunday morning. Cook a good breakfast for your family, your wife, you. Maybe it's just you by yourself. I don't know. I want you to go to the local liquor store, beer yes, store. Vegas. Um, it is Vegas. Yeah, I thought it was. And I want you to get you a 12-pack of your favorite beer. I don't care what it is. I want you to go home. Light. Uh, sure. I'm not going to judge you. You can drink whatever you want. Um, Alcohol is a free zone, Dan. I want you to go home. I want you to put it in the freezer for a good hour because no, listen, don't, don't you look at me like that, Paul. The reason is, is I love beer in the freezer for a good hour because when you pop that first beer and it's so cold, it like burns your tongue. It just, it just hits different, right? So I want you to put 12 beers in the freezer. I want you to sit down. I want you to watch, turn it on uh, in this NBC, Fox, whatever whatever show it is going to be in Canada, whatever channel is in Canada. I don't know what NASCAR is. I want you to sit there and crack that beer. I want you to watch the uh, National Anthem and on, right? I want you to watch the whole thing. I want you to drink them 12 beers. And at the end of the night, if you don't have a good fucking time, come on and tell me about it. I think you'll have a great time. You're going to sit there and you're going to drink them beers. You're going to go, these dumbass hillbillies just watching these cars go around and around and then you drink another beer and then you drink another beer and like, holy shit, I want this guy to win. This guy's got a really good shot at winning. I think he's going to be really fast. Like, it, it hooks you in, bud. And I want you to do it. Next week in Las Vegas. I'll be in Las Vegas in three weeks, actually. But uh, that's another another rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, do it. Next week, please try it. I tell you, what, I'll do it with you. I'll be in Shit, I'll be in Florida. Um, yeah, I'll do it with you. I'll do it with you, man. We're gonna so walk. You're not gonna be on the podcast next week. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, it's revolution, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck, I'll be in Florida. I might have to do an early one. I might have to pack. I might have to. I might have to pack this in my uh, carry-on, and we'll have yeah. to do it. We'll have to do an early, early, early segment. Um, but yeah, I'll be. I'll be in. I'll be yeah. in Bonita Springs, Florida. Um, the only problem being is I don't know how much booze I'll be able to drink because uh, I I might sneak away to the moose early in the day. Okay, I'm gonna work this out. I'm gonna work this out. Don't panic, Paul. I'm gonna work it out. All right, we're All right. 
shooting speaking of uh i was did, gonna end did we go down a rabbit end. hole there no <laughs> but uh speaking of next sunday being revolution kind of hard to do a podcast at the same time that the show's on with our predictions so next sunday stay tuned for the time but we will be going live early uh to make our predictions we're going to hit any big highlights that happened this week and make our predictions. That's about all we're going to do on the podcast and go down a couple rabbit holes, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I predict Tony Storm um, to throw a shoe. There you go. Okay. Yeah. There's, right. there's my little prediction. I'm giving you a little heads up there, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to collision. Okay. Reel you back in for a second. Let's go. Uh, as the bang bang scissor gang makes their way down to the ring, and for the first time since he signed with the company, Max Caster went blank. Oh, he's a he, I watched it this morning, and man, he's who he struggled, he stuttered, stuttered, and then he just he just, he just said, up. I gave up, I'm done. Yeah, let's just move on. Um, everybody around him. Played it like a pro, though. So, yes, yeah. It did, Apart it from the guys in the ring, it didn't hurt him so bad. The guys in the ring, I'm not a big fan of those dudes. They, uh, what are they called? The Iron Savages. Yeah, and they make a bunch of. Uh, how do you say? It? Do they make a bunch of homosexual references? Um, I, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those guys. Those guys fucking suck. Sorry. And then, and then Would when you give when, me heads up so that I can hit this magic little thing right yeah. here. Well, then, and then Daddy Ass hits one of the dumbasses with the the famouser, and he fucking stands oh up. Oh my god! He stands up and and throws himself over the top. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. It's been all over. It's been yes. all over Twitter. Such Tell an me. oversell to the famouser. Oversell? That was a. That was a fucking fake. Like that was a that made that made that made daddy ass work look more dumber than he already does at fifty three years old. Sorry, fifty four years old. That's it was um, kind of like the Rock selling a stunner, isn't it? It was worse. You you the the camera angle was oh my behind, god. The camera angle was behind him as soon as yeah. he took the bump. He pushed himself up on his own two feet stumbled and then, backwards grabbed the top no, rope he and didn't stumble he threw over. himself over the back rope he looked like absolute go ahead hit the button hit the button he looked like a fucking idiot okay uh at least you I gave would, me a heads up i did what a shit shit show shit spot so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang picks up the victory. Uh, Brian Danielson is interviewed backstage. Talks about how he respects. I'm going to butcher his name. So I'm just going to say June. But doesn't <laughs> respect Eddie Kingston. Yama Yamamata. Is that right? I I don't know. Okay. J A. Right. There. We'll go J A. 
so I don't mispronounce um, any of it. I had it on my phone here. This is why I wanted Tanner to be here to do this tonight because well, Tanner couldn't uh, even pronounce the luchadors from. Uh, that's Mexican. why because we could let him look like a jackass on um, the mic tonight. Akiyamata, Akumata, Akumata, June Akumata, June Akumata, June Akumata, and okay, dude's a legend, fifty-four-year-old legend over in Japan. Yes, he is. All Jun, Japan. He was the president of All Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Jun Akimada. Yes. But doesn't respect Eddie Kingston. Danielson intimidates Kingston doing a promo and says he's not a professional or in, imitates, not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's known Eddie for over 20 years and he's wasted his potential until the last year. Not only does Danielson not respect Kingston, Kingston's wasted potential pisses him off. And that's why Danielson is going to beat Kingston at Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Kingston was amazing on commentary here. Oh, no? yeah. Okay. yeah. We're not to the match yet. Oh, damn it. I thought you were talking about the match. No, the backstage promo. Oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, the match that's on now was Malachi Black versus Brian Keith. Oh, yeah, the bounty hunter. Love yeah. that. Yeah, love that. Malachi picks up the win. Uh, as Malachi is celebrating, the lights go out. When they come back on, Mark Briscoe is in the ring with a kendo stick. Black bails while the rest of House of Black comes out, but Briscoe sends them flying with the kendo stick. Briscoe pulls out a spike, the same weapon House of Black used on him. But Black dodges, and Briscoe gets the spike stuck in the turnbuckle pad. This allows House of Black to take advantage and drop Briscoe, ultimately standing over him as their music plays. Good little think, post match segment. I think this is a great uh, spot for Mark Briscoe. Like he's 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 looking, he's trying to find himself as a single wrestler. And and what better way to find it than Malachi Black, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility of him fighting him, but there's also a possibility of him getting FTR behind him and doing a trios match. There's just a lot of possibilities here. So I, I kind of like where – and if you think about it, Mark Briscoe versus Malachi Black, like – Malachi's up here. Mark's, Mark's down here. As much as I love yeah. Mark Briscoe, right? Mm -hmm. um, so Mark Briscoe's going for the – he's going right to the top. So kind of like that out of him uh, as a fresh singles wrestler. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. It's going to be good to watch, though. Either way, you, you look at it. Uh, up next, a video package airs for the feud between Sting and Darby against the Bucks. And then Serena Deeb comes out. Footage of Lady Frost competing in Mexico is provided during her entrance, courtesy of CMLL. Winner by submission, the professor, Serena Deeb. Deeb gets on the mic, says the women's division is heating up. But she put the locker room on notice. Anyone who wants to come to the ring or join the division 
are welcome to Deeb's dojo because she's here to elevate the division. Deeb says when she wrestles, the lights don't go out and the picture doesn't go black and white, but she wrestles. She's here to put the wrestling back in all elite wrestling. I've always liked Serena Deeb. Um, oh, yeah. I'm glad she's back. I think she could fit right into the women's division um, with uh, with Tony Storm. Um, she's real. You know, she has that real personality, not not so much professional wrestler, but uh, right. You know, she's a worker. You know, and that's probably why WWE wanted to just make her a trainer um, because she had that, but. Yeah, like like her in the ring. Um, can imagine like her, Deanna Peranzo, and Tony Storm in a three way. I know we won't get that right away, um, but down the road we could get that, and that could be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like how she says, you know, when I wrestle, the lights don't go out. The picture doesn't go in black and white. Yeah, uh, she talks about how it's heating up. Thought she was going to make a reference to uh, a certain individual who's rumored to come in three weeks. The way she was talking. I thought there was going to be talk about money or bosses or something. You know, if you don't have uh, money come in right off the bat and go after Tony Storm, she, Serena D would be one you have to come like... She she could handle that, yeah. So that could work. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want to see her come in and and go right after Tony Storm, right? But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if she fits in right now with Tony Storm with the whole Deanna Prazo thing. So if you're gonna yeah. have her go somewhere somewhere else, it's it it's it's got to be her, and it it'll work perfectly. Those her. those two those two ladies would just tear the house down. Uh, Deeb or the other one I would be okay with um, And they've been pictured together here recently Britt Baker You don't know if she's and, coming back Unless We're gonna work this into a gimmick Where they end up teaming up And like all of a sudden She shows up with Boss on her teeth And diamonds or whatever And we get a promo of Britt Baker putting them on I could see that being the cheesy way to go WWE yeah. do that yeah, but also another way to go would be, um, and I think she's just killing it in ROH is Athena. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. She she's she's a hell of a worker, man. Oh so, yeah, have her go after the ROH women's yeah. title. She holds that right now, right? I do believe so. Yeah, um, but but uh, have have money. I guess you can have Mercedes go after that, but. I don't know. I don't you got you actually the the women's division is starting to stack up in AW and perfect perfectly love it, perfectly okay with it. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Up next main event time. You going to help me out with his name again? Brian Danielson. Yun Yakamata. Is Yun- that right? Yakamata, sure. <laughs> Hold on, you Danielson and Yoon. <laughs> He's one of Danielson's uh 
damn it. I had it. I had it up here. Hold on. Uh, Yoon Yakamata. Okay, so it is Yoon Yakamata yes. and Brian Danielson one-on-one with Eddie Kingston on commentary for the main event of Collision. Danielson picks up the victory. Well, okay. This a good match. Okay. Uh, 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 this was a good professional wrestling match. Yes. We got we got amateur wrestling, professional wrestling mixed into one, right? Yes. And I thought this was one of the most entertaining matches I've seen on free television in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it in Kingston on commentary. Like you said, Kingston was great on commentary. How, how real, like, like, let's look at this. He, he came out in the last two weeks and put on, uh, Instagram, um, reels. He's, he's training with, uh, Caesar Bazzoni or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. And Kingston's literally in this guy's garage, and he's just he's just he's just banging out weights like I've never done this before. Like he's literally put himself in really really good shape. I love yes. it. I love that he's open about it. I love that he's open about everything. And at the end of this match, um, Yoon was upset that. Um, Danielson was not shaking hands with Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, Danielson kicked him in the nuts, and then he Eddie King come in and, and made the save. Um, but I mean, what storytelling we got going on right now is just awesome with these two, Danielson and Eddie Kingston. Like I could, I could take this feud on for a whole year. Really oh, could. absolutely, um, absolutely. The, the way they do it, and uh, of course, you were kind of leading to where I was getting ready to go to with the uh, the low blow, Kingston attacking Danielson, Claudio attacks him. This brings out FTR to make the save. Commentary announces that per Tony Khan, Wednesday's AEW Dynamite will feature a trios match. Eddie Kingston teaming with FTR against Danielson, Castanoli, and John Moxley. The baby faces celebrate as the show goes off the air. And and what a great what a great match to have leading up to Revolution, right? Oh, it'll be great. It's it's. I mean, I'm not saying it's your go home show because we're gonna have Collision on Saturday, right? But you but you got to have one of your main programs. You got to have a little storytelling going into Collision. Oh um, yeah, it's the go home Dynamite. Yeah, it's going down, which we're going to get FTR versus uh, Claudio and, and Mox, which I I would take every day of the week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, Shep, show of the week. Oh, show of the week, definitely collision. Okay. Um, you know... Until I sat down and watched Collision, I was really, really intrigued by Dynamite. I enjoyed Dynamite. Uh, it almost was my show of the week, but Collision did get my show of the week again this week. Uh, well, I can't say again this week because they didn't get it last week. They failed. 
they fell off the face of the earth last week. Um, so rating for the week and wrestler of the week. Uh, rating for collision was was pretty good for me. I'm gonna go seven point seven. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, go on. You want a wrestler now too? Yeah, go for it. Uh, my wrestler of the week is gonna shock you a little bit. I'm gonna go Sammy Guevara with the dives okay. he took. Just, All right. you know what made made him look that much good or that much better against a bigger opponent of uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, and it kind of just bridged that gap between a big guy and a small guy. So, yeah. I, and I know you're not a big fan of big guys versus small guys, but I think of the small guys on the roster, Sammy can go with some of those bigger guys because of the shit he's willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's nuts. You know? Yeah. He, he, he's nuts. So, he but, reproduced once. He doesn't need to do it again, so he's happy. No. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm right there with you in rating. Um, you're, you took my 7-7, seven, seven, so I'll go 7-8 uh, because I know we don't want you to be the high guy. I'm, t- I'm, I'm normally a little low, but yeah, I was, I was pretty good this week. I thought, I thought this week just hit really good, so... Majin says Sammy also has some bulk and is at least regular sized. He's not small like Darby. He's not much bigger than Darby. <laughs> and He's and the not. way and the way Darby just throws him his body around is just freaking it's, nuts. It's, it's a nuts. competition of who's gonna kill himself first, Sammy or Darby. Oh, Darby for sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my wrestler of the week, because Tanner's not here to claim him, so I'm going to Malachi Black. Yeah. It was hey. nice to see Malachi in singles action again. And I, um, I thought I thought the bounty hunter. Oh, uh, Keith Lee did good. Yeah. Or not Keith Lee. Brian not Keith. Keith Lee. Brian Keith. Um, Keith. I, I really enjoy him. I, I got to see him up, up close at Warrior Wrestling here in my – my local town, um, just north of us. Um, he took on Santana when Santana came back <clears throat> a couple months yeah. ago. Uh, I think the guy is is super talented. Um, haven't heard him talk a lot, which is okay. Yeah. But as in in ring work, I think the guy can go. So, yeah, I thought I thought uh, he he looked really good. Um, Going up against Malachi Black. Malachi Black obviously needed somebody like him. Uh, it's it's a lot better to get him than like you know Dan the yeah. Dad. No offense against Dan the Dad, but you know right. somebody a squash opponent like that. So yep, yep. And of course, if Tanner was here, he would have taken Malachi Black, and then I would have gone with my second choice, which was Jake Hager. I like my hat. I like this hat. I like this hat. I like this hat. <laughs> All right, Shep. So now I got a question for you. We want to talk. What do you want to talk about? So, what do you guys want to talk about? And I want to talk a little bit about. You want to talk about what? Elimination Chamber. Okay. 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 Elimination Chamber, Perth. Let me get it correct there. 
Because okay. now we have to say whatever city it's from, too, apparently, for PLEs. Well, I mean, I first know. time that it was down in Australia, so. Yeah. Well, it was um, definitely a giant advertisement for Perth. If you haven't been to Perth, come to Perth. It's beautiful in West Australia. You can do all these things just like our superstars did. Okay. It was. I mean, it's like it after was. every match, here's what, here's this beautiful destination that you can go check out. Now, here's this beautiful destination. I felt like I should be going to Australia right now, but uh, there's that's creatures a long pl- there that bigger than me, so I'm gonna pass. That's a long plane ride. I can't. I can't be on a plane that long. Yes, started at four thirty in the morning our time. Yeah, I did not get up for that. I still sleep. Yeah, even even though there was a Paul, if you know where I live now, yeah, there's a there's a S curve right on my backyard. Uh-huh. Actually, my my uh, bedroom window goes up against the F curve, and a lady took out a telephone pole last night. So oh. at about three a.m. in the morning, I wake up, and my whole house is full of red and blues of all these cop cars, and a cop car actually back into my driveway, and uh, just had to. Uh, you know, kind of try to go back to bed with the the red and blues in the background because this lady was a little intoxicated. No, <laughs> I'm not driving, so I can't. <laughs> I, you know, you're staying put till tomorrow morning. I'm I'm staying put until uh, yeah, absolutely tomorrow morning where I can walk about you know 15 steps to my bed. But um, she was 0.15 and above according Ooh. to according to the scanner. And she took out a telephone pole uh, right across the street, and, and it, it landed on the street into my yard. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's way. It's yeah. a good way to get wake up at three a.m., right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to drive by and look at that in the morning on my way to work. Actually, they, they it's gone. So, oh, okay. I I will give the uh, telephone company credit. They came and uh, quickly um, removed it. Quickly removed it and stabilized the uh, telephone. Uh, wires or cable wires or whatever. So uh, that's but why yeah. I had no internet. No, <laughs> actually, no. It's it's really weird because like wherever I lived in my life, um, when I moved out of my parents' house, uh, this is my third home since I moved out, and this this is the most active road I've ever lived on, and it's really active. Uh, well, you um, know where I live. I mean, yeah. So you, yeah, I'm I'm right up in your alley, actually. Yeah. So, so when my wife woke me up at three a.m. and said, "Hey, you need to look at this," I'm like, "Yeah." And yeah. the funny part, she goes, "Do you think you should put clothes on?" Not that I sleep naked, not that anybody gives a shit, but I had shorts on. She goes, "Do you think you should put clothes on and, and like go out and like see what's going on?" I'm like, "Look, the last cocktail I had was at twelve o'clock. It's now three. I don't think I need to go out there and talk to those ghost guys. Like, no. let's just, just let them do what the hell they're doing. Yeah. yeah. This guy's backed in our driveway, but we can still go to bed. We can still shut the blinds down and, and kind of half-ass block these lights. So, yep. yeah. Blackout curtains. That was a hell of a rabbit hole. What, what were we talking about, Paul? Uh, Did we oh, start about- up at 4.30 a.m. to watch, uh, watch Elimination, Elimination Chamber, Chamber Perth. Yes. 
Perfect. Uh, which kicked yes. off with the women's elimination chamber match came down to Becky and Liv, and once again, Liv is the bridesmaid, not the bride. Becky picks up the victory. Yeah, most elimination chamber appearances in women's history now it goes to Liv Morgan. Yeah, good for Liv. Yes, good. For um, we had a tag team match that uh, the screen kind of looked like this at one point. Hey, what? Yeah, they blacked out the screen during uh, the Judgment Day tag team match because apparently the entire front row was flipping off Dominic Mysterio. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I mean, you're just sitting there and there's no explanation. The screen just goes dark. All of a sudden, nobody's really talking and then you hear Cole or Graves go, would you look at that? And I'm like, I can't. It's black. I can't see anything. So, but apparently, they the entire front row was flipping him off, so they had to black the screen out because they couldn't blur it out fast enough. Yeah. Uh, Love the heat that kid gets. I really do. Yeah. Grayson Waller effect. The most exciting show in Australia, apparently. Featured. I was great. I was Grayson Waller would have punched the dude two weeks ago in the face on some Australian talk show. Um, uh, like literally just open hand, just bitch slap his ass, which he had a chance to. And then Austin Theory had a chance to a couple days ago, too. Um, those guys make a comment to him, and they like they know it's they know it's. Uh, how am I, how am I going to say this, Paul? They know it's uh, already predetermined, but then they 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 throw the word out there fake, mm. and and I really wished uh, Austin Theory would just bitch slap that dude. Um, there was a guy back in the nineties that did it. He was on the Dark Side of the Ring. I can't remember his name. Um, I I love watching Dark Side of the Ring. Coming back March fifth, by the way. Yeah. Um but yeah, like like if you're really gonna say that in front of these guys um when the camera's rolling, you deserve to get bitch slapped. So mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, uh yeah. Mm-hmm. We're still talking we're still talking about in el- elimination chamber, right? Yes, we are. All so right. the Grayson Waller effect, um Rollins. And Cody were on there. Both get huge pops. Uh, Rollins says, whoever wins tonight's going to have to face me. I'm days away from being medically cleared. So Cody decides to make an announcement. And uh, he says, I want to challenge The Rock to a match. One-on-one, anytime, anywhere. And so Seth steps up to him and puts his hand on his shoulder and uh, says, well, we both know when it comes to the bloodline, there is no such thing as one-on-one. So just know you're not in this fight alone. And then they both beat the shit out of Austin Theory for imitating The Rock. So, While Grayson Waller kind of moves chairs and goes, oh, I didn't do anything, yada, yada, yada. Oh, and when they said to acknowledge the tribal chief, Seth kind of this 
The way he did it was hilarious, though. It was good. I just feel we're going to get one or two new members of the trouble or the bloodline. bloodline. Sorry. Sorry. Bloodline. I think we're going to get those debuting at WrestleMania, if not the Monday after WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would them be uh, Tamatanga? I'm saying that right. He did. Yeah. He just. Yeah, he just finished up in uh, New Japan, um, and I, I think he's going to be the one. Uh, there's a couple of Fatu brothers that have been uh, officially released from MLW mm-hmm. and working on the indies, like uh, GCW-style indies, yep. and so they're free to come. So I, I think we're going to see some some big appearance at WrestleMania with the Bloodline. And it'll be in the middle of that Cody match. So oh, Cody Roma, Cody Roma match. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Cody will finish the story uh, in 50 years. Oh, <laughs> if Cody, if Cody doesn't, don't get me started. Cause I'll be like a Dave LaGreca. I'm already if, hovering over the, yeah, the, the banner. So it's okay. I've said it a couple of times. We're already explicit, right? Yeah. Um, but I still like to flash it when you say it. I, I know you do. I, I I want these guys to appear for the bloodline. I really do. I want them to appear. And I want them to appear and, and get in, involved in the match and, and Cody persevere. Like, I want him to be stacked up against all odds, right? Yeah. So as long as these guys appear um, and get involved and, and Cody handles them, I'm perfectly fine with it. And and Cody goes on to to finish the story and, and goes over Roman Reigns. At WrestleMania Other, 90. This easy ball. No, I want I it's, it's now. It's it's in six weeks or five okay. weeks or whenever it is. WrestleMania 45. Yeah. Um, I still want, and, and from what we're getting, I still want night one. I still want night one. I want, I want, I want uh, Roman and, and Rock versus Cody, okay, in a tag match. Doesn't have to be the main event. It could, it could lead off the show, okay? But I don't want him with, with, with Seth Rollins. You know who I want him with. Dustin. I want him with Dustin. I want him with Dustin. I want I want family versus family. Yeah. And and if 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 anybody can do business, it's it's TK. Mm-hmm. TK can make this happen. And um, if they can't, the only other person I'd be okay with it being um because of the history they have together, Orton. Okay. Yeah. You're right. He he was with uh, Evolution, right? Legacy, Legacy. Sorry. Yep, Cody and DiBiase Jr. with Orton and Legacy. And we're not gonna get, we're gonna get DiBiase Jr. He's in some no he, he's no. in some shit. So yeah, um, so but, just those two tag yeah. match, I'd be fine with it. But but if you got like I said, I I know TK would make this TK would make it happen. Mm-hmm. 
how how good would it be family versus family? Oh, it would be epic. So, I mean, we got yeah. five weeks to make that happen. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. Dustin's 50-some years old. The Rock's 50-some years old. Dustin can still go. We know he can still go. So, The Rock gets blown up before he gets to the ring. The Rock hasn't wrestled in how many years? Yep. But, anyways. When he Dustin, brought Ronda Rousey in. Yeah. Dustin can still go, so I, I want to see that. Like I feel like that could be a match. Um, now, the only thing is, is will WWE bring him in as the natural Dustin Rhodes? Mm. Because they always had him as gold dust, but mm-hmm. I want him in as the natural Dustin Rhodes. So, oh yeah, yeah. I st- but- I still think I still think that's a possibility. I really do. I, really I do, do too. I do too. Yeah, I know. Or, I know we're we're far fetched. Like I, I listened to Justin Labar and Bob Hood or whatever the fuck his name is on Busting Open today, and mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not thinking what I'm thinking, but they never do. They never do. Ju- Justin Labar and Bob Hood or mm-hmm. Dick Hood or whatever his name is. <laughs> Yeah. What's his name? You know his name. What's I don't his know name? his name. I don't oh. I don't listen to it. Tanner does. Tanner always Tanner's the one who knows. Justin Labard's one of them, and then there's Dick Hood or Bob Hood or That's Dale why Tanner Hood. should be here, but no. Oh no. Well, Tanner's probably you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Celebrating that birthday. Woo! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, men's elimination chamber match. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, the spot uh, you, you with knew, you, you knew it was, was going to be McIntyre. Oh, I knew it was going to be McIntyre. There was no doubt about it. But um, I, Brandy either took some massive lessons in selling here recently or he actually injured his back again which is you know nobody's really said anything so I'm hoping he just really learned how to act um that spot with LA Knight and Styles with the chair the one portion of the chair bent up and he landed Knight landed right on it um and surprisingly if you watch close enough, it almost looks like Knight says somebody pinned me. So he knew he was screwed. Uh, yeah, McIntyre came out on top. He got some great firework display for it. At least it was on time, unlike the one that came later on in the night that was a little delayed. Um, and then you have Logan Paul writing how Kevin sucks. And basically shooting a vlog while inside the chamber pod. I, I thought I thought he stole the show. Oh, it was fantastic. I don't like Logan Paul, but I don't either. I don't like him as a human, but I no. love him as a wrestler. He is a good heel. I will give him that. Yeah. As a human being outside of wrestling, oh, he is a piece of shit. All the all the shit he's done. But as a wrestler, how is he so good? This uh, early into his career, 
he's so smooth. Like, like yeah. you would think this guy's been working for 10 years. Yeah, right? the way he took that RKO there oh. at the end. Oh, that was beautiful. And 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 it looks like we're gonna get him and Orton uh, in a feud. And Orton in a feud going into WrestleMania. Come on. Orton, Paul, United States Championship. Throw KO in there. Let's do a ladder match. Yep. Yeah. So I'm all for that. Yeah. And then the main event of the night, uh, mommy defended against Nia Jax. In her home home current home country. Yep. Um there were three Australians on the card. Two one wrestled, one was on the main card for his show, and the other was on the pre-show and lost. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to WWE. Uh but uh there there were couple ouch spots in this for me like for instance when naya dropped uh ripley on the table right on top of the monitor that went right into her lower back that was painful looking i don't care who you are didn't look comfortable at all yeah i get i get i get you on that one yeah um but uh, Ripley picks up the victory here, as expected. Uh, she celebrates with her family. There was a lady who kept touching her leg and that she blew a kiss to. Didn't look like anybody else in the family, so I'm wondering if that was her future mother-in-law, since her fiancé couldn't be there. Could be. Could be. He was too busy on collision. Yeah, he had to save his uh, partner from getting beat up. Ish by a redneck, yes. Rednecks, rednecks are awesome, yeah. Um, but yeah, she she's celebrating, she does the boom where normally her fireworks go off, and she looks a little confused, gets ready to get down off of the top rope, and the fireworks start going off behind her, so she re celebrates, uh, yeah. Her sister looks just like her <laughs> back when she was blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Blonde hair for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, definitely we, can't deny that those kids are related. I do. I do like that WWE did this match um, as their main event. Last mm-hmm. match of the night in Australia, obviously. Um, you, you, you know, um, Rhea Ripley is one of the biggest stars right now that WWE has. Oh, yeah. Um, she can talk on the mic. She can perform in the ring. She's, she, you know, she's a dual threat. Um, so going into WrestleMania, um, you throw her in the main event tonight or last night, yesterday, day, whatever, whatever you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was perfect. And, and she pulled it off. And she finished the show strong. It was a great show. Again, yeah. you and I or are a- yeah, you and I are AEW podcast guys, right? Mm-hmm. We still watch a lot of professional wrestling, and oh yeah, that was a pretty good damn PLE, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, whatever they call them, PLEs now, premium uh, live events. There you go. Uh, so. Congratulations to her. She she may have been in her hometown or home country. Um, 
and and pulled it off. So, you mm-hmm. know, it was awesome. Other than that, we set up a lot of a lot of good storylines for WrestleMania 40 coming in Philadelphia here. We did. We did. And I'm surprised we didn't get an announcement of where 41 is going to be already. 41's in Vegas. I'll bet you, I'll bet you a, a, a lunch um, that 41's in Vegas at the Allegiant Stadium. And there you go. I'll bet I'll All bet right. you a lunch. I'll bet you a lunch, Paul. All right, you're on. All right. All right. Can't, and and you know what, Tanner, he lives away from us now, not in our hometown. So yeah, if he's he in town, to... I'll I'll make I'll make him buy our lunch. How about that? There we go. There we go. Even better, because he didn't show up to work. Yeah, kind of like Roman Reigns. He's a slacker. He's the Roman Reigns of this podcast. <laughs> wow. MJF showed up to work more as champion than. Uh, Tanner does. Wow. Paul throwing out fighting words. I like it. Yeah, well, you know, you know, when you're a part-timer. All right, Paul. Anything else you want to talk about tonight, Shep? Nope, nope. I want to I want to keep it PG, so. <laughs> I've kept it, I've right. kept it PG for most of the night, so. Yeah, PG all the way. All the way. All the way. With that being said, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Pot. Here it is. You listen to your podcast. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP. Be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com. Great place to go to get some great merchandise, support a great podcast, look fantastic doing so. And as Majin would always say, buy the merch, you, you fucking mar- marks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to follow the absent KOP predictions champion, Tanner Lee, at Tanner Lee 92. Follow Austin Shepard, the Shep, at the Shep 27. And follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, for Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we make our predictions for revolution and kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>